Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Steph Curry's got some new hardware in the trophy case. Is the finals MVP now a top 10 player of all time? We will discuss. Jason Tatum struggled in his first trip to the finals. Is he getting kicked out of club superstar? Wilds is woefully disappointed. And to the surprise of no one... Draymond Green has got a podcast, and I'm sure we are all going to get a whole lot out of Dre. But Chris Broussard, it is awful sunny in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Jenna, you know what this is. Take it in. You know what this is. Ten toes down. Toes How many times you change your final Some of us don't know anything about that. None. None. <laughs> stuck with the oh, Warriors. Sorry. Unlike some people. That's, that is unlike some people. I think people. the Bucks were mentioned. <laughs> it is your day, Bouchard. I got to check. Soak it up. Thank take you, it in. I can Here we go. Bitterness. Game six. On the panel. <laughs> NBA Finals. <laughs> uh, look, we said the Celtics needed to start strong, and they did, but it was only for a quarter because after that it was all Warriors, and I mean all Warriors. Golden State went on a 21-0 first half run, never looked back. Look, Steve Kerr was right, right? He said they would finish this in six. They finished this in six. The Warriors are crowned NBA champs for the fourth time in eight years. It is so dynastic of them. As for Steph, I mean, what can you say? 34-7-7, finally gets his finals MVP. Here was the champ at the podium after the win. What does just this mean to you to finally be a finals MVP after everything? Forget that. We champs. Why are you starting with that question? We got four championships. I know he said it don't matter, you know, and and it doesn't matter in the sense of like, oh, well, he's not. His legacy is not quite this unless he gets that. Like, that's garbage. Um, still Steph Curry, still an all-time great. I'm happy for everybody, but I'm thrilled for Steph. To me, this is his crowning achievement in what, what's already been an incredible career. So, Nick, what does this fourth title and the finals MVP mean for Steph's legacy? Well, there's no more yeah buts, but I would like to say something first off the top of the show. And some might say, Nick, are you saying this right now just so maybe Broussard takes it easy on you over the next two hours for flip-flopping? <laughs> the answer is partially yes, but also Good it's honest. I want to say one thing about this show quickly. When we, when we put this collection together, one of the things we talked about was how exciting it would be to have this crew for an NBA playoff run. This was our first one, and I could not be happier 
with how we've done and how the show's been going and what these shows have been over the last two months. And Brew obviously oh, okay. was the le- most recent addition, and it was spectacular. And I just keep that in mind as we go over these okay. next couple hours. I mean that sincerely. And <laughs> also, shout Not out to Draymond Green. To that. Interesting beverage of choice at the podium. <laughs> did you see it? Because I did. Lobo Tequila, build a bigger table now. To the answer of the question at hand, Brew, I do think this removes any possible yeah buts from Steph's resume. Steph already had a unique unicorn resume. Greatest shooter ever, greatest small guy ever is something you have emphasized, and one of the most selfless teammates ever, as demonstrated by him inviting, inviting Durant to his city, to his team, probably cost him a hundred million of potential equity with Under Armour, all of it, to win titles. But now he also not only has a finals MVP, but a finals MVP that came due to a magnificent performance. And not all finals MVPs, you look at them, you're like, oh, that guy was really good, but it wasn't like, wow. No, Steph did exactly what I said he was going to do when I originally picked the Warriors in six. God, dog it. Which was... Have a start, you know, his greatest finals ever, average around 30, 35 points per game, and dominate. And so you could see how much it mattered to him, Brew. The, the tears, yes, and he can say we won our fourth championship. He knew he needed this performance, and he delivered it. And that is how you become one of the Pantheon all time greatest players ever. He already was in that room. Now no one can ever kick him out of it. Yeah, Nick, first of all, thank you for the kind words to start the show. Um, That was very nice of you. I was going to come on here and say I told you so. uh, And you know I hate to do that. And your words Mm -hmm. almost stopped me from saying it. But, Nick, I told you so. (laughs) Why did you? Look, I told Wilds, too. Wiles has been crying all series long about Jason Tatum and lamenting the performance (laughs) of Jason Tatum. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. But I've told Wiles, look, he's young. Years from now, you all will look back and say, you know what? He learned. He learned from that. Those were growing pains he had to go through. And Nick, I feel the same way about you. You learned from this. It's painful in the moment, but you learned from this. You had to go through it. All right, so going forward, what you learn is when it comes to picking the finals, just go with my pick. Just wait till I make my pick in the meeting and then piggyback. Piggyback on that and you won't be in the position you're in today. All right, but all that said, I I will say this for you. There is a little light at the end of the tunnel, Nick, because you are right about Steph with what you said. It does eliminate all of the questions, okay? And I agree. I do agree more with Draymond with, like, I think the finals MVP is somewhat overrated because, as Nick said, we can name several where it's like, wow, he won it? Oh, he shouldn't have won that. You know, it just – it's overrated – I think the main thing when you get this far is just winning the championship. Like Steph said, look, of course he's happy to win the finals MVP, but it's more about winning the championship. And But I will say this, perception becomes reality. And the perception in the media, among the haters, in the general public, was he doesn't have a finals MVP. 
And so he got that okay. monkey off his back. Nick, a finals moment or series that he just absolutely yep. owned. He did that. He owned this. He didn't just yep. win the finals MVP. He owned this series. Some people said he's That's not right. clutch, right? Where's the big shot? First of all, he goes 43-10, and 10 Wilds, in game four, where if they lose that game, it's over. Then I don't I, – I mean, they yep. did beat them three straight, obviously. But coming back from 3-1 probably wasn't going to happen, and he has the best game of his career. And then last night, 13 points in the fourth quarter, and virtually all of them were critical. I Look, I think nowadays in the three-point era – there are su- there is such a thing as a close twelve point game now, really, because leads change so much That's and fair. teams come back from big deficits so much that when Boston cut it to nine with Grant Williams three point play, Steph drives by Al Horford, hits a layup. Al Horford hits a three. Uh oh, it's within ten. Steph goes another driving layup. Like he was huge with clutch plays and not just threes last night but driving finishes. So, Nick, I'm with you, and I, I'm going to say this, and we'll get to it later. He is a top 10 player of all time. Got to be Ooh. a top 10 okay. player of all time. Ooh. Okay, so I, I'm kicking Jason Tatum out of club superstar. You're kicking an absolute NBA legend. You're kicking a top 10 guy out of uh, club top 10. Uh, I don't know if, I'm, if he's cracked the top 10 for me, but while I was watching the game last night, Nick, he hit a three at 6.15 in the third quarter, and it was like the a bomb going footer. off. It, yeah. Yes, yeah. It, it, and they called timeout, and then he started pointing at his finger for the ring. In the third quarter, Aaron Donald did this once the game was over. But once you start doing it in the right. third quarter, it's bad. So here's, here was my take yeah. on it. I there think it the Steph Curry three is the most demoralizing offensive weapon in all of team sports it's better than any home run it's better than any touchdown you can throw it's better than any goal you can score in order to find a comparable sort of uh demoralizing movement i think you have to go to ufc and talk about spinning back fists and feet to the face because when he hit that shot the entire energy in the building and on the celtics Ah, and it's that shot that has carried them to four yeah. championships in eight years. You're allowed, you can build That's around right. it. It's a complimentary shot. It's yeah. going to go down as the most, one of the most devastating offensive moves and offensive okay. weapons in NBA history. I don't know if he cracks top 10, but man, that three pointer is a weapon like we've never seen before. Well, he's definitively not in the top 10, but he is definitively in the top 12. So that's good. And much like Club Superstars 12, why can't we just do a 12-person thing? Maybe you should do top 12s. Maybe that should be a new thing. We'll get to that in a moment. But I want to say something about what Wilds just said quickly. I am – sometimes I go back and watch shows, and I'm like, geez, did I call Wilds a doofus and an idiot in the same segment? And then I realize the thing I called him that for – actually went on and happened and i'm like oh boy i was mean and wrong like the they're gonna run plays for draymond i think i said it was the dumbest thing anyone's ever said on television and then it happened (laughs) so i this is the opposite of that i think that is a brilliant point i think if we are ranking offensive things that across sports you can do to just rip the guts out of your opponent 
that impact yep. the game more than the actual points on the scoreboard. It used to be uh, in the NBA, Brew, like a monster dunk felt like it was worth more than two points because of what it did to your crowd, your team, your right. energy. I think you're right. The step three and it causes a few, not an after, I guess an aftershock of fear from your opponent where they start scrambling totally. even more so because they don't want an explosion to come. I think that's exactly right. I think that's great. I'm trying to be nice to everyone Nick, today. I got Steph news Curry. for you. You're, 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 often, you're often mean and wrong. It's not unusual. You're <laughs> often mean and wrong. Just, just letting you know. The Warriors just letting you know. are your champions. All right, we'll Say talk the Michael. Boston side of things on the That's other side. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. All right, we're back talking the NBA Finals, or what now was the Finals. End of the road for the Boston Celtics. And what happened to superstar Jason Tatum? 13 points in game six, five more turnovers. Finish the finals shooting just 36% from the field. Finish the playoffs with an NBA record 100 turnovers. That's like wow. when my kid tells me a story, like I had 100 turnovers, but it's true. 
Wilds, you've been on this corner and you've been asking for more out of Tatum. Finals are now over. He can't do any more. Should Tatum be kicked out of club superstar? Yes, and that was a rough uh, youth basketball game for Harper. 100 turnovers. Woof! Well, that was a tough one, Jenna. I've been there as a parent. Don't worry. More bounce passes. All right. Obviously, Tatum is out of club superstar. Anybody who watched basketballs know there was one superstar on the court last night, and his name was Steph Curry, not Jason Tatum. Being a star is fine, but there is a definition to being a superstar. In yeah, the movies, it's... <laughs> Fair, but in the movie, I'll talk about the other <laughs> entertainment avenues first. In the okay, movies, sure. it's can you open a movie by your lonesome? Just put an adjective, which is the movie title, and then your name. Unstoppable, starring Denzel Washington. That seems good. Rebellious, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know what it's about, but that sounds good. That'll make a hundred million dollars because those guys are superstars. In the music world, can you play a stadium? Not an arena, a stadium. You want Taylor Swift tickets? Good news. Where are your seats? Rosie, seat 6,000. That's because she is a superstar. <laughs> Everybody else is a star. And when you are in the NBA Finals and you score 13 points, five turnovers, two in the second half, and uh, which have your second half have mostly uh, your block shots, some travels, some turnovers, and general overall passiveness. You're not a superstar, and everybody knows it. And I'm going to show you two plays where I'm like, how can anyone say this is a superstar play? First one is 90 seconds into the game. This is a fast break, one on one. We go right to the left, Euro step, weak layup, miss. Okay, you know what? You're going up against the self-proclaimed greatest defensive player at all times. It is what it is. If this happened again, I'm sure you would do something different. Yeah, you did. You make a worse shot. Right to left, Euro step. Even worse of a shot. Even worse. It's the same move. Even worse of a shot. And I know everyone's going to say now, Broussard, Wilds, he got there, but he got to the finals. He did it. Look who he went through. Yeah, let's look who he went through. Jimmy Butler had 47 to force a game seven and then scored 36. Giannis in his last two games had 69 points and 40 rebounds. KD was getting swept. And on his last game, he's like, you know what? I'm a superstar. I'm going to go out firing. He scored 39. Jason Tatum scored 13 points. And please, Broussard, do not tell me he's 24. <laughs> I understand he's 24. He has played 75 some no, odd playoff don't. games. I don't know when he turns 25 on his 25th birthday, he's going to open up a card that says, Dear Tatum, don't turn the ball over 100 times in the playoffs. Oh, wow. This is the wisdom I've been waiting for. Give me a break. It, it, star, okay, good on. guy, can play arenas, not a stadium guy. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. It's Wild. ridiculous that there's any pushback on it. Who are I'm the sorry. stadium guys? I wanted more wow. for the guy. I, That's just, why I'm upset. Real quick, I know you don't like answering my questions on the air, and it's hard because we're remote. But just, I'm going to say names. You say yes or no stadium guy. Giannis, yes. I, I know it. Steph, you just told yes. us. Is LeBron still a stadium guy? Of course. Is of LeBron? Course. Yes. Durant. Yes. 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 Luca. Yeah. Yes, seven bookers. Uh, now we start to get a little, you know, John smaller stadiums. John Ooh, right there. Dame Lillard. Right close. 
So okay, not. so here's my point. Eat, eat, no, do you remember when Bro Jenna? I know you guys remember when we announced the groundbreaking of Club Superstar, and I said we had a very intimate event space, and Wild said, "No, no, 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 no. You need to get a palatial estate." We want to have bottles popping on seven levels. We want to have 25 people in there. I think the exact line was Very that true. your club is going to be tired and, and quiet. And I want my club uh, uh, rowdy like a rave. Yeah. You, two months ago, wanted there to yeah, be wrong a that. more inclusive superstar club. Now that you're a little wounded because your team lost... You now want the superstar club. Is Embiid, let me ask this, is Embiid a superstar? I knew there was someone I was going to ask about. Is Embiid a superstar? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's... It, yeah, oh, okay, it, I obviously attitude, think, Nick. think so. Part of it's attitude? Attitude? Guys, hold on. Part of it's an attitude of taking the game over. This is my time. This is my game. Tatum wasn't even looking for a shot. At, at one this, point, Broussard, I, I was like, Tatum's role in the offense is to set up Al Horford and Marcus Smart. That's not what a superstar does. Some of, listen, and B would not be like, been, I got to get Max. It's Maxie's team passing him the ball. Bro, Wilds has been hard on Tatum all series, and game six was his worst game. I understand Wilds' frustration. I just don't believe we should. We're saying Embiid's a superstar who's never been out of round two, and just in round two, Tatum had a better game than Embiid's ever had in his career in the playoffs, the 46 points. Right. That is right. what I think is unfair. It's not that he's 24. It's that he played more games than these other guys, so he had more opportunities for a bad series. He had a bad series in his first finals, Brew, as right. you've said a million times. That happens. I'm not kicking him out of club superstar, even though he was bad and really bad last night. He should only be kicked out. If you change club superstar to table superstar. All right, that's it. Oh. Because at the table, we got the guys you mentioned. We got Giannis. We got Steph. We got LeBron. We got KD. We got Embiid. I think we got Kawhi. Luka. And we got Luka. That's the table. Oh. All right. But Yogi's it's club superstar, Wilds, not table. There's definitely a difference. You see, they're on different tiers. All right? So he's on the bottom tier of club superstar, Jason Tatum. But he's still in there, depending on how big you make the club. And Wilds, I'm, you know I'm the wise elder statesman of the show. You should know Naturally. it today better than at any other time in, in my time on this show. All right, and I got to tell you, LeBron struggled in his first finals. His numbers were actually almost identical to Jason Tatum's in this one. 22-7-7 for LeBron on 35% shooting, 21-7-7 for Tatum on 36% shooting. You, you're mad about the 13 points. Okay, Larry Bird had two eight-point games and a 12-point game in his first finals. Uh, the points again, Isaiah Thomas, the legend, the legend had two 10-point games and a 13-point game. In fact, a 15-point game in his first finals. Did he have 100 so turnovers? So it does happen to the all-time greats. And so I get why you're upset. You look bad today. You really do. You look bad. And I get it. <laughs> 
But don't take it out on Tatum. You're actually, you're making yourself look worse than Nick. Nick should be the one really upset. <laughs> My goodness. What Nick do you mean? Jason I picked Warriors in six. Broussard. I was the only one. this morning. <laughs> So what about Draymond? Dray finished the finals on a high note. Did he redeem himself with a good game six? Gave us a little podcast preview at the podium. Take a listen to this. The Draymond Green Show, uh, live from the NBA Finals. (laughs) It's about to go down back there. So y'all look out. It's going to be an incredible episode. And I I told y'all on there before, don't let us win. Let's run the fast break. <laughs> Looks like Broussard was right about Draymond Green. Wasn't bad in this one. 12 points, 12 boards, 8 assists, and the Warriors close out win last night. We'll be hearing about it on the podcast. Podium came first, though. Here was NBA champ Draymond Green. When I speak of the new media, uh, then and going into game four, it was made out like, oh, he's having this terrible series. <clears throat> But if you know basketball and you watch game one, I did not have a bad game one and I had an incredible game two. And game three was kind of like terrible, awful. Um, And game four was like not my best effort, but not totally terrible, you know. And game five, game five I was pretty solid. Came out with great energy. Game six I dominated. Kudos to self-analysis. Broussard, did Dre redeem himself with his Game 6 performance? No, because he didn't need redemption. He oh played, I don't God. agree with his little rundown. I, I don't agree with his rundown. I thought he was bad early in the series. But as I said, I thought he was solid in Game 4. And good in game five. And obviously last night, he was very good. He hit his first two threes of the series. He had 12 points, 12 boards, eight assists. Nick, over those last three games I mentioned, he averaged nine points, which is not, you know, no, I'm sorry, nine rebounds, seven assists, and two and a half steals. Those are nice numbers for Draymond Green. I'm not looking at his points. I don't care about his points. Oh, okay. The Warriors, because I don't, if you judge Draymond Green by points, you're missing the ball. I don't. Okay? Draymond Green is judged by his impact on the game. Similar to Dennis Rodman. He wasn't judged by points. All right? And so, here's the big thing, though. Defense. The Warriors won this series, Nick, with Steph Curry's offense and their overall defense. And the keys to that were Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. Because Steph, That's right. Clay, Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, mediocre to, to pretty good defenders. Just poor, poor to decent defenders or mediocre. And so the hubs were Draymond and Wiggins. And you got to admit, I mean, they held Boston to 97, 94, no, and 90 points in these last three games. And again, Draymond and Wiggins were yeah. the hubs. So I think overall they won. And we're not going to look back at this and say, man, Draymond was horrible in that series. We're no, going to say, you know, he came on, played well, and was big in game game six. All right, a few things about what Draymond said and what Bruce said. First one is Draymond said, if you know basketball, you know I played well in game one. No, you did not. 
Game one was a horrifying game, whether you know basketball or you just parachuted in from one of Musk's drones up on Mars. Like, I've never seen the sport, but that guy's not playing well. But I, my entire pushback yesterday was that Brew thought Draymond played better than Draymond's coach, mother, and now also Draymond Green. Because Draymond said in that quote right there, I thought I played decent in game four and solid in game five and then dominated game six. Brew then said, "Uh, I thought he played solid in game four and good in game five. Draymond didn't even think that. I didn't think that. No one who watched the games thought that. With all that said, Wilds, yeah, he redeemed himself. He was excellent last night. He was excellent. He was excellent last night. But here is my other piece of frustration, Wilds. It's when we say Draymond Green's not a box score guy, what people who say that mean is box scores can only help him, can never hurt him. Because Bruce told us for two weeks, not a box score guy. Then all of a sudden was rattling off some box scores. Points or rebounds, assists, steals. Those are part of the box score. So he's a box score guy when the box score is good, and he's not a box score guy when the box score is bad. That's frustrating to me, but yesterday he was outstanding. He was absolutely outstanding. And those, you talked about a Steph three, you know, being the most impactful shot in basketball. Oh Draymond gosh. canning one of his backpack threes is quite demoralizing. Yeah, two of them. So, yeah, I'd say he redeemed himself. <laughs> told, him, told everybody to quiet down. I was like, oh, goodness. It's worse <laughs> than an Otto Porter Jr. three. It's like, man, when did this guy learn so well? Uh, yeah. Also, the tone setter. Like, I know All a lot of stuff doesn't show up on the stat sheet. But, like, he had one of those tip-out rebounds that pushed Tatum out of the paint, tip-out rebounds for a three. It was just a killer. Here's the thing I've thought about how he sets the tone. And Draymond's leadership, Jenna, has always been in complement to Steph and Clay. The idea that Steph and Clay are kind of quieter, not necessarily the vocal tone setters of the team. While I was watching the game, I was like, do the Celtics need a guy like that? Do they, it's, it's not necessarily Marcus Smart. I don't think it's Grant Williams. It's supposed to but be. Who, when, when the game was getting Marcus. away, it, it's, not, I, I, it's not Marcus Smart. It's not Marcus. I, I don't it's think you can have your, the, the guy handling the ball talker. all the time be your tone setter at the same te- time. A lot of teams when, don't all have a guy like trouble, that, though. You're done. All right, so the Celtics came up two wins shy of a title. Will they be back on the stage next season? We're spinning this forward. Fox bet as Golden State is the early favorite to win it all next year. Not a big surprise. But then you got Boston and Brooklyn there tied for second. Wilds, I'll send it back to you. Should Celtics fans be optimistic about returning to the finals next season? No. And I think it's this optimism Mm. that has blinded some of the criticism of the Celtics. When you talk about Jason Tatum, you talk about this Celtics team, you hear a lot of, ah, first finals. You know, look at Larry Bird in his first finals. Look at LeBron in his first finals. Okay, what if this is the last one you get to? Look at Russell Westbrook in his first and last finals. Look at James Harden in his first and last finals. Look at Dame Lillard in his never finals. The idea that just because the Celtics are young, that they are just going to continue to cakewalk into the finals. Oh, they're young, they're fine. Where's Giannis going? Nowhere. KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons, not going anywhere. Do I think Daryl Morey's continue to make that Sixers team better? Yeah, I even haven't even mentioned the frisky magic. 
So I do not believe in the Celtics moving forward. I, I think there needs to be a little bit of pep, uh, pessimism and an urgency to make that team better. The idea that just because Jason Tatum is 24, he's got a bunch of finals ready for him that he's going to walk to, history doesn't bear that out, Broussard. No, look, Wiles, other than poo-pooing the facts about Larry Bird and LeBron James, that was a nice take. Because <laughs> you look, I, 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 I like the Celtics team, obviously, but I don't think they're the favorite in the East next year. I think Milwaukee's a favorite. Let's see if Philly improved. You know, now there's talk that they'll sign Harden to a two-year extension. That's not bad, but he'll be back. Does he have something to prove? Give it to me. Um, I think Brooklyn <laughs> is definitely <laughs> yes. a more tactical. Yes, we're back. Nick, you, yes. you are in no I position to go. You just ever. sit there <laughs> and you enjoy the no. show. You just sit there no. and nod I, at what I no. say. All right, that's, that's back. your role today. We're back. Sit, yes, Bruce. Nope. Yes, Brew. I agree, nope. Brew. Next. That's how you. That Next. should be your <laughs> posture today. All right. No, sir. <laughs> but Brew, uh-huh. look. I mean, let's see what Kyrie and Ben Simmons does. Because if they come out and play, yeah. Big if I'll admit that they gonna they gonna be tough year. with Kevin Durant. All right. So oh, I, yeah. while I hear you, here's what I think that they need, and I love Marcus Smart. Obviously, a great defensive player is a big the heart and soul kind of that team. I think he's a good leader, but he's not a playmaker. He's not a natural point guard. And you wonder what hurts him at the end of games because they don't have anybody that really creates. And that's why the ball is often in Jason Tatum's hands because they don't have that point guard who can really, you know, run the show, get guys the ball in the right places and things like that. That's what they need to add, but you don't want to lose what you get from Smart. So it's a yeah. tough situation to be in. And and listen, I think the Celtics fans should be pretty optimistic. They have an excellent young coach who will get better. Their entire team is under contract, and they're mostly other than Horford quite young, so they should improve. With that said, I think Milwaukee is the massive favorite. Massive favorite. I think Milwaukee, if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, is the champion this year. With all that said, Wilds, I have the solution for the Celtics. And it costs less than $5. Well, per, so you need 12 of them. That's all you need, (laughs) Wilds. Those little glasses you wear to learn to dribble without looking down, get them for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. (laughs) Remember those? You wear those glasses, you can't look down. Those are $3.99 from Hoops King. You get a discount if you buy them in bulk. All summer, send them to your guys in Worcester and have them distribute them to the team. Once this team learns to dribble, they are dangerous. It's odd they got to the NBA Finals when no one on the team could dribble the basketball, but have that little fella help him out. Mm-hmm. Put on those glasses. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Why don't you hand out some medals for us? So Dre closed out the Dre? Finals. We talked about it. Dominant game six, maybe. 12-12-8. and eight. Had his fingerprints all over it, but no medal for Draymond Green. Nick, who made the final podium of the season? Bronze medal and owner, Joe Lacob. Why don't y'all Google the Warriors luxury tax bill? Because Joe Lacob and Goober and that entire crew understand what so many sports owners don't. You own essentially a public utility that goes up in value. Spend money. The Warriors do not win this championship without Warriors ownership being willing to pay the biggest luxury tax bill in the history of sports. 
I'm not saying anyone else needs to learn from that lesson, except for maybe the Lakers franchise could learn from it. Joe Lacob, you get a bronze. Silver medal, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr now has nine championship rings. Steve Kerr has lost two series ever. One of the series, two of his three best players suffered devastating injuries. The other series, he lost to the greatest player of all time. Is Steve Kerr one of the five best coaches ever? It's going to be hard to make a case against that pretty soon. And then the gold medal, bless you, Jenna, of course goes to Steph Curry. Steph Curry with his tour de force, nearly start to finish magnificent finals performance. A unanimous finals MVP vote to go along with the unanimous MVP he won six years ago. Steph Curry, one of the 12 greatest players of all time. Last medals. I like that. One more time. Bravo on your last last one, Nick. That was great. Steph's a gold medalist, a champ, and a finals MVP. Is he officially a top 10 player of all time, though? It was all smiles after game six. Take a look. That thing ain't leaving my sight. <laughs> oh, I thought it wasn't important. <laughs> it's important after you win. <laughs> game six of the NBA Finals. Celtics needed that strong start, and they got it. But only for like half a quarter. Then it was all Warriors. I mean, all Warriors. Golden State crowned NBA champs for the fourth time in eight years with the big game six win last night as for steph curry finishes 34 7 and 7 last night finally gets the finals mvp so broussard your morning your stage your time to shine let's talk about what this fourth title means for steph you think it officially makes him a top 10 player of all time absolutely It's no longer a question that Nick's been asking, and I even was asking over the past couple weeks, who do you take off? It's it's moved from who do you take off to he's got to be on. He's one of the guys you're saying, well, how do you take him off? Because he's got four rings in the LeBron era. And even if you want to throw KD in there, the LeBron KD era, he's got four championships. He has changed the game of basketball, the very way that the game is played. He's one of only three players ever joining Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant to win multiple championships without a top 75 teammate. He's the only small player ever to be the centerpiece of a full dynasty as opposed to like a mini dynasty, two back-to-back titles, three straight finals, Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons. All right, so 27 points a game in the finals. Now, here's my list. Here's my top 10. And I want to say this because I didn't get a chance earlier when we talked about it. Where's Wilt Chamberlain? I've been in love with Wilt Chamberlain and his game for, for my whole life for the most part. All right, I have called the NBA record book the biography of Wilt Chamberlain. But if Wilt Chamberlain yeah. were playing today, And he was put under the same scrutiny as today's players, LeBron, Steph, so on and so forth. He'd be getting crushed. He would be getting crushed. Because it would be like, and Wilt was known to be about his individual numbers more so than winning. And in this era, he would get criticized royally for that. He won two rings. He played, don't tell me he didn't have a great Hall of Famers like Russell. He played four full years with Jerry West. 
and won one championship. Two of those years, Elgin Baylor was on the team. And then two more, Gail Goodrich, another Hall of Fame guard, was on the team. And they won one time. And the one ring they won, Willis Reed was hurt. Because Will was known to kind of get a little bit spooked when the other team had a great center. So he lost to Russell a lot. He lost to Willis Reed. He lost to Kareem. All right? And the year he won it when Willis was hurt, Willis Reed, half of the best players in the world were playing in the ABA. Okay. Like Dr. J and George Gervin and guys like that. And here's the thing. Will went from averaging Nick 30 points a game in his regular season career to 18 points a game in the finals. Imagine this. If a superstar on that level, a Shaquille O'Neal, a Steph Curry, a LeBron James, had a finals game where they scored four points. Another two where they scored five points. Another two where they scored eight points. Another two where they scored 10 points. Another three where they scored 12 points. He would get crushed by, and I'm not saying he's not top 15. Getting crushed now. But for those that want, where's Will? Where's Will? That's where Will is. Put him under the microscope that today's players are under and see how he stacks up. Okay. Um, no, I ain't saying that. I don't want to make this, this segment about Wilt Chamberlain. I think Wilds, I think, you know, doth protest too much as far as the Steph Curry top 10 is a defense of Wilt not being top 10. But that's the problem with saying Steph is top 10. You got to leave out someone who at your heart you know was better. So I think Akeem not being on here is unconscionable. I, I, think, I, I don't think there is an argument for Shaq over Akeem, and you've got Shaq and Steph over Akeem. I think Wilt being on here, left off here, is unconscionable, which is why I think Steph is top 12 and not top 10. And I, the, the, if folks would like a true, you know what, Brew, make this agreement with me. In a few weeks, let's do a podcast solely about Wilt Chamberlain. Okay, and we can go back and forth. And for people that want real deep dive Wilt Chamberlain content, you and I will do it. Because I think those finals game logs, while accurate, are wildly misleading. But here's the thing, Wilds. This it is not a knock. It is simply when you look at the guys who are in the top ten, it is I I do not think one can argue that Steph even at his most dominant approached the dominance of Shaquille O'Neal. And if we and to me Shaq is on the edge, the absolute edge of the top 10 and not in it. And I can't put Steph above Shaq the way Broussard did. The ring count is the same, the finals count is the same, and Shaq, yes, he had Kobe, but when they played together, Shaq was unquestionably the best guy. And averaged 36 and 17 across three separate finals. And so I, the, I'm glad Brew did it, Wilds, because he actually made his top 10. What you're going to see on television a lot today is people declaring Steph top 10, but not actually whittling it down. It is my belief going into this season, Steph was going into this season, neck and neck with Durant, he passed him. Right behind Moses, he passed him. I thought going into this series, he was behind Dr. J. He passed him last night. But I I personally can't put him above Shaq and Akeem, much less Wilt and Russell, which is just, I, 
it, it, it we're, we're saying Steph won four rings. Russell did win 11 of them. But we can we don't have to do a 1960s basketball argument here. I would have him in the top 12, not in the top 10. Okay, I, I really like Broussard's list, but Broussard, you said something fascinating that I want to dig in on. And we haven't done a lot of LeBron stuff today, but I think there are some sort of topic elephants in the room. One being, how does this affect KD's legacy? And the other one is, like, how does this affect LeBron's legacy? So I know we got one more topic, but you said he built a dynasty in the LeBron era. And I was like, wow. When you frame it like that, it becomes more interesting. And I don't think it's necessarily a slight on LeBron. Magic Johnson had a dynasty in the Larry Bird era, and Larry Bird had a dynasty in the Magic Johnson era. I actually think that is a testament to LeBron's greatness as well. But do you think when it's all said and done that having a dynasty in the LeBron era will be one of the defining uh, statements of Steph's career? Absolutely. Because here's the thing. How do you judge better or best when you got guys at different positions with different skill sets in different eras with different roles on their team? And obviously statistics weigh in. Obviously, rings weigh in and things like that. But impact on winning has to be a huge factor. Impact on winning. And Steph Curry, in addition to all the other things he's proven, has also proven to be one of the best leaders and culture setters in the history of the NBA. I put Tim Duncan up there. I put LeBron, Jordan, these guys in there as well. He has set a culture that now eight years strong, and they're not going anywhere. Oh, my goodness, they're not going anywhere. They could do this again next year. I'm not predicting it yet, but they could. And so he's still writing it. But, yeah, Wiles, that, that's a huge part. That There's a host of Hall of Famers that never won it because of Jordan. And here's this guy, six foot three, six foot two, winning four. When LeBron James and Kevin Durant are playing, it's one of the best eras ever of point guards, and he's the only point guard to lead his team in this era to a championship. I mean, it goes on and on and on, the impact he's having. And that host of Hall of Famers who never won it because of Jordan is actually just four guys. It's just Barkley, Malone, Stockton, Ewing, but we like to say it's a long list. It was four guys. It's four guys that didn't win it because Reggie of Jordan. Reggie Miller's a Hall of hey, Famer. Hey, it's four. Oh, oh Reggie Patrick Miller. Ewing's We're getting Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. I said Ewing. I said Ewing. I included Ewing. Malone, Stockton, Barkley, Ewing. That's the list. We're going to include Reggie Miller. Where's uh, Chris Mullen? Never won it. Uh, give you Jordan the credit. Give me a break. Uh, okay, okay. No, no, okay, hold on. <laughs> let's, let's stay uh, on topic here. Amend your language. I think what, the, what last night absolutely solidified is there are, whether you think he's 8th or 10th or 12th, and I do think the, the resumes people are going to start stacking, and we didn't do it today because it's, all, it's, a, it's, a, it's a take that you, you touch it and you burn your hands it's so hot. But the resumes that really involve an interesting tete-a-tete is Steph and Kobe being Bryant. That's a fascinating one-to-one, go up and down the list, and because the biggest knock on Steph had been, had some really tough finals moments. Well, so did Kobe. Now, and so, and so that I think Steph eventually could enter that, you know, where that is no longer considered, you know, outside of the Overton window of acceptable conversation. But what is Jenna unquestioned now is 
There are no more yeah buts on his resume. Every single thing that could have been used as a cudgel against him no longer can, including not only finals MVP, but also can't be targeted the way he once was defensively. The Cavs' game plan in those first two finals was find Steph in pick and rolls and torture him. The Celtics tried to do that. And Steph, listen, Steph is not, you know, all NBA defender, but he's not someone you can just pick on. And Van Gundy said it. If you care about winning, you'll get better on defense. And Steph did. And he deserves massive credit for that, Jenna. All right, before we say goodbye, one more thing to discuss, one more item on the list. Draymond Green went on his podcast last night, name-checked some haters after his fourth title. You are going to love this. Take a listen. Nick Wright comes out and say, uh, Steph Curry's, that's it. He'll never see the finals again. And Andrew Wiggins, three years, $95 million left on his deal. Why would they go do that worst trade and blah, blah, blah? I hope you're willing to stand on that word, brother. Stand on that and tell us why you thought that. Tell us why you thought that. Tell us why this whole series you've been yapping and yapping and then all of a sudden you want to switch to the doves. Tell us why. Because what's in question is your basketball knowledge. Oh, oh Draymond, you were so close. First of all, if Draymond would like me to explain my take on the Andrew Wiggins trade, I would refer you to the last month of television shows I've done. I don't know if that qualifies as new media, but I think we explained myself fully there. Secondarily, Draymond, I did not switch to the dubs. I switched off the dubs. I actually was more wrong than you think I was wrong. I just really hope, listen, it's all fair game. I went after Draymond. I, I didn't go quite as hard as him as his own mother did, but I went after him. But I do want to say, uh, I hope that at the next volume staff meeting, Colin Coward pulls Draymond aside and says, listen, man, if you're going to call out fellow media members. It's important. Even in new media, we are accurate. So, Colin, I don't know if you can dock his pay or what's going to happen there, but I feel like there needs to be, you know, some accountability for some erroneous comments. There, have some Lobos. You guys are great. This was a fun series. Have a great weekend. Gloat, Broussard. Enjoy it thoroughly.